Welcome to episode four of The Calling. In this episode, I want to talk about a preliminary energy exercise that can be very helpful in establishing a level of connection with our energy body by means of the chakra system. And then I want to talk about the power of chanting the Bija mantras, which are a series of single syllable mantras that can be chanted with a focus of the mind on the, on the main chakra energy exchange points in the body to activate them to a higher degree. Um, because by activating our energy bodies in a direct intentional way, we are then able to better function during the dream time where we seek to acquire our energy body. And when I say acquire our, our energy body, I'm, I'm really in, the, in reference to the dream time, I'm talking about our dreaming body. Acquiring our dreaming body means that we are establishing a level of perception and conscious awareness within the dream so that we move into a more cohesive way of dealing with dreams. In other words, we are not just kind of bouncing from one scene into another and experiencing things that the following day we sort of wake up and, and see as a sort of chaotic jumble. Acquiring the dreaming body is a way of bringing awareness into the dream state so that you have a conscious awareness, awakening within the dream, and then can begin to function on a, on a practical level, on a more cohesive level within the dreams. And this level of energetic awareness translates quite well into physical waking awareness too, where we also seek to maintain a level of awareness and connectivity between different aspects of ourselves. People tend to create arbitrary separations within aspects of themselves by using terms like ego, conscious mind, subconscious mind. And there's generally sort of historically been this idea that the subconscious mind is this, is this sort of powerful force that can wreak havoc in your life or cause you to have experiences in your life that you aren't necessarily prepared for. And there's also ideas and notions of people being egotistical and that the ego takes on too much power. So there's this idea of trying to diminish the power of the ego. But it's important to keep in mind that these are arbitrary separations within the self. And what we want to do is create a, a better unity, a better learning ground for the conscious mind and the ego to expand its awareness into areas outside the purely physical waking or what the Toltecs would call a fixed placement or a firm fixation of the assemblage point. The assemblage point is a point in our energetic bodies where our perception is centered. And when we dream at night, our assemblage point shifts and we begin to perceive other, other levels of realities, other types of realities. Mostly in, in mainstream thinking, dreams tend to be looked at as something that could be maybe portents, possibilities of things that could happen, or they're seen as something that can be interpreted because there's a, there's a basic understanding that dreams work in a symbolic sense. And this is true. The subconscious mind does function in terms of symbols. And it uses symbols in a very efficient and a very brilliant way. And it's through gaining a level of understanding 
of our dreams, as mentioned in earlier episodes, by recalling our dreams and reviewing our dreams on a regular basis to gain an understanding of how our own mind is working in relation to symbols. And symbols happen in waking life too. In a sense, almost everything we perceive is a kind of symbol. So that at one, as one develops a larger awareness of the self, one can see symbols in waking life and correlations with symbols in dream life and begin to align oneself with certain lines of probability that would seem to best suit our intentions. For the first preliminary energy exercise, it should be borne in mind that water that is agitated doesn't have an ability for the sediments in the water to settle to the bottom so that you can have a crystal clarity of the water. So when we're doing our breathing with these, with this energy work, it's important to maintain a natural, even breath. Not to be forcing deep inhalations or forcing long exhalations, but just to breathe naturally and in the way that water that's, that's still will settle, uh, will allow for the sediment to go to the bottom and the water to become clear. Our mind can become clear in this way by aligning ourselves with the natural motion of the breath in the way that maybe waves or tides can act on water on the earth. A gentle breathing motion can swirl the waters enough of the mind to maybe gently agitate the, the mind and then by the gentle breath work, allow the, the natural breathing, allow the sediments to settle so that one can have a, a better clarity of mind. And of course, this, this doesn't necessarily account for what ultimately we want to do with the, with the quote sediment, end quote. But it's a starting point and it's important to not overdo this type of work at the front end of one's practice. In a sense, it's like you could, a, a good metaphor or an analogy would be like frying the circuits by running too much energy through your energy system. It's something that should be approached with sobriety and deliberation and um, not something that necessarily one should just approach, you know, full steam ahead. I say this from experience because I have, I have done that before and I've learned the hard way that it's better to slow down and move in a deliberate and well-structured way. So the first energy exercise is by using our imagination. Uh, imagination is probably underestimated as a, as a tool for our, for our work in developing larger levels of awareness and perception. Um, the, the imagination is a powerful tool and by applying it, in conjunction with our energy body, this exercise I found to be very beneficial. And so what it is, is establishing a calm mind and a general natural breathing. We take our hands of our energy body and we reach down and pull energy up from our feet up to our knees, one leg at a time. And then from our knees up to our pelvic area, each leg at a time. And then once we once there we, we push the energy to the root chakra, which is located in the perineum area, is I think that's the scientific term, <laughs> the area between the anus and the genitals. Focus our energy there 
And we do that three times. Left leg, then right leg up to the knees, and then left leg from the knees to the pelvic area and right leg. Using our imagination so that we're seeing in our mind's eye hands of our energy body pulling this energy up our legs. Of course, physically, we're just sitting in a still position. This is a good exercise to do if you're just seated upright in a chair. Or it can even be done if you're standing. Uh, I found that it's, you know, sitting on the floor in a cross-legged position or different positions are a little more, um, a little less easy to, to function imaginatively moving energy up the legs. But it's still, it probably could be done. It's a personal choice. I prefer to do this exercise sitting upright in a chair with the back straight. So after we pull the energy up to our root chakra three times, we then do the same thing going up to the next chakra, which is located between the root chakra and around the belly button, maybe just a little below the belly button in that area. This is where our second chakra is located. And I'm not going to go into too much detail on the chakras. Uh, the chakra is a Sanskrit word, and what the chakras do are they are points in our energetic body where exchanges of energy take place. So energy is, is brought in and made available to our energetic bodies in an ongoing process. There are, there are thousands and thousands of chakras all over the body, uh, but these are generally considered the main ones. So we do three times pulling energy up to the root chakra and then three times pulling energy up to the second chakra. And then we again do three times pulling energy up to the solar plexus chakra. And then we, we, do, we can do three or seven times pulling energy up to the heart chakra. And this exercise does take a little patience, but if you're willing to you know, learn to take the patience and keep the mind in a calm state while you're doing it, I found it to be probably the best way to begin energy work for someone who hasn't who hasn't engaged in this kind of work before. This is a really good gentle exercise. So we pull the energy up to the heart chakra and we do the same thing with the throat chakra, which is just right mm, there's sort of a point where there's a little triangular spot below on men, what would be below where the Adam's apple would be. Uh, on the neck there is where the throat chakra is located. And then we go up to the, the next chakra, the third eye chakra, which is between the eyebrows located a little bit back from the forehead. And then up to the, the crown chakra, which is located right in the spot that, uh, where babies have a soft spot when they're born. It's, it's basically just in front of the crown of the head. It's more or less in the middle of the top of the skull. I like to emphasize the crown chakra and the heart chakra when doing this exercise. So I might do seven, seven times pulling energy up to the heart chakra and seven times pulling energy up to the crown chakra. So this is just a, a real simple and useful exercise to do as a preliminary to more, to a little, to, as we progress into more intensive energy work. The Bija mantras are a similar type of exercise. And what I strongly recommend with these, uh, the Bija mantras are single syllable sounds that are chanted with an intention of energizing each of the seven main chakra points. And what I, what I recommend is massaging those points with your palm of your 
Generally what I do is take my left hand palm and put it over the top of my right hand and use the right hand palm to massage the, the chakra point on the body where our focus is. So in the perineum, I would massage with the right palm, left palm over the top of the right hand in a circular motion. And this can either be a clockwise or a counterclockwise. I tend to just sort of intuitively choose whether to move in a clockwise circular motion or counterclockwise, depending on how my energy feels at the time. You can start just by moving in a clockwise circular position and if it feels right to do to move in a counterclockwise position go ahead but if you don't really notice any difference uh, massage the perineum area where the root chakra is in a circular motion i like to do about 27 cir 27 counts of that you know 27 little circles applying some some pressure with your palms you want to take a smooth even breath and chant the first bija mantra which is lom L-O-M would be how we sort of phonetically spell it. Uh, and what you want to do is chant that word in a, in a long, uh, low voice, relaxed way. And you can do the massage first and then do the chanting of the first Bija Mantra. And while you're doing that, you want to imagine the root chakra down there glowing red. And what I like to do is imagine the color red sort of emanating out from that point in my body to everything all around me. And you want to do that, that chant seven times for each, each one. And then you're going to massage the second chakra in the same way, 27 times. As you progress, you may want to do double the, uh, the, the amount of the massaging you're doing on that point, I would say maybe 52 times. And the same thing, uh, the second Bija mantra is VOM. It would be spelled like a V-O-M. So you would chant seven times, and then you want to massage the solar plexus chakra in the same way. And the Bija mantra for the solar plexus chakra is the word Ram. So in the same way, we chant the word And you have to do these chantings in whatever way feels most comfort comfortable to you. I like to do as deep a voice as possible and keep the keep the voice relaxed. And as you're doing these chants, what you're doing is you're you're creating vibrations within your body which are very healing. I like to use certain affirmations while I'm doing the bija mantras. Affirmations that are intentions to cleanse the body or to heal the body or to organize your body or to strengthen your body or to energize or nourish your body or to make your body more resilient. You'll find that by doing these chants with a strong intention for these kinds of affirmations, not only will you be helping to energize your energetic system, helping to amp it up a bit, you'll also be uh, producing strong intentions
And the vibrational power of the sound that you're creating within your own body is truly powerful. And you'll see that if you do this exercise over a period of time that it has, it's very beneficial. Uh, following the solar plexus chakra, we go to the heart chakra, which would be uh, pronounced yum. So, Again, seven times after doing the initial massage of the area on the surface of your body. The Bija Mantra for the... Oh, I should also mention that the, the solar plexus color that you would want to visualize. The second shot, the, the root chakra would be red. The second one would be orange. The solar plexus chakra would be yellow. And then when you move to the heart chakra, you want to visualize the color green, kind of like a lime green. And the Bija Mantra following the heart chakra is the throat chakra. And the sound for the throat chakra is hum. So, like that. And the the let's see the color for the heart chakra would be the lime green, and you want to emphasize the color uh, blue for the uh, throat chakra. The next chakra would be the third eye chakra, and the Bija mantra for this one is Sham. So, Sham. Again, massage with the palms first, chant the Bija mantra seven times. And then we do the the crown chakra, and the Bija mantra for the crown chakra is Oom. So, Oom. and the color to visualize at the throat chakra again is blue. The third eye chakra would be a, a purple color, a violet. And then the crown chakra would be a white color, like a white lotus blossom. And this exercise can be done one or two or three times, depending on how much time you have. I find that it's really a great thing to do at night before going to sleep, but it can be done at any time. And you can, you can condense this into just a simple one time for each chakra. And it's the same with the preliminary energy work with the energy hands. You can condense it if you like. If, if you have a certain point in the day where you've just got some free time, you can use your imagination to move the energy up through the chakra points of your body and through the limbs of your body. And if you don't, again, if you don't have enough time in the morning or the evening or at some point during the day, the Bija mantras can be done just one time. I like to do them seven times. They can be done three times. And it may depend in part on your, just your state of mind at the time, how much time you're willing to put in. The key is, of course, ongoing consistency and commitment to the energy work 
One of the other things I like to do, and in addition to the massaging with the palms, in the uh, in one of the reference materials I mentioned in an earlier episode on the Taoist immortal Qigong methods, there are techniques for patting various points, rubbing and patting various points of the body to help activate and begin to move the energy in the body. These are also very valuable techniques. One thing I like to do if I, when I do the Bija mantras is when I'm finished, I like to just chant, chant the Aum, the Aum sound like Aum. And I like to do that seven times. I like the number seven. It seems to work well for me. These are not hard, fast rules about the numbers. You can do your own choices. And really, it's up to each individual as to how committed and how, how much they want to be actively engaged with this work. Now, regarding the first gate of dreaming, the first gate of dreaming can be thought of as a kind of obstacle that's set before us, as something that we need to achieve through our intention to move on to higher levels or to the next levels, to the next gateway of dreaming. And I like the use of the, the gateway metaphor because it, it works pretty well and it gives one a sense of progressive steps ahead that are going to be taken. But the first gateway of dreaming is to learn to set up a dream as Don Juan explains to Carlos Castaneda in The Art of Dreaming. Uh, setting up a dream means that you're acquiring your dreaming body. And acquiring your dreaming body means what it comes down to is that you're learning to, as you sleep at night, your point of focus on your energy body shifts. The Toltecs call this the assemblage point. Because an advanced sorcerer, and when I say sorcerer, I'm not speaking in terms of someone who has powers over other people or who does incantations or spells or uh, things like that, but as someone who is engaged with expanding and enlarging, enlarging levels of perception and awareness. So a sorcerer who's at an advanced level perceives the universe, they're able to see it in a more essential way. They're able to see it in its essence. And it's tended to be described, and I find that this is corroborated in the Seth material. It correlates very nicely to the Carlos Castaneda material about seeing the universe in terms of an essential way of what it really looks like, quote unquote, really looks like, um, because we are trained in a way to perceive the world the way we see it. And our training and our indoctrination as we're born in, as babies and as we move, get older and, and become more experienced in the world, what we're doing is we are reinforcing a system of perception which works in conjunction with our our bodies and our perceptive mechanisms. But in fact, in truth, there really is no solidarity 
most of the physical objects we look at are 99.9% space. Even some of the more denser materials, things like lead or heavy metals, things like that in, in a condensed form are still mostly space. So in a sense, we're trained to perceive the world in the way we do. But an advanced sorcerer sees the universe in terms of what appear to be endless streams of glowing filaments of light. And these, these glowing filaments pass through the energy body of a human being. And the assemblage point is a point on our energy body where certain numbers of these filaments pass through. So it's our focus of awareness. And when we're dreaming, in a sense, we are shifting our focus of awareness. So we, we begin to move into other, other layers of the onion, so to speak, um, other fields of reality. And the universe consists of energy. Energy in conjunction with consciousness is what forms our perceptions. So by acquiring our dreaming body, what this means is we're setting up the dream. In other words, we're able to have a level of cohesive perception within the dream. Don Juan suggests to Carlos Castaneda that he learn to look at his hands in the dream. This is just one of many approaches you can take. You can look at different things. But by having the intention to cross the veil, there's, there's a kind of a, this is kind of a faculty that we all have to become aware in the dream time. Because early on in the, in the evolution of humanity, we were more focused in the non-physical. And so we've had the ability all along. It's become latent in us because we've been very focused in a, in a material sense. In a sense, we've separated ourselves to a pretty large extent from the nature of reality. And as we emerged from the nature of reality, we began to move toward different choices. So acquiring our dreaming body is in a sense reacquainting ourselves with aspects of ourselves that largely we've been indoctrinated away from. So acquiring the dreaming body is in essence what is happening when we are lucid dreaming. When we have a high level of lucidity and you can have lucid dreams where there's a low level of lucidity where you're partially aware that you're dreaming or for a brief time and then you fall back into the dream. But what's required is a level of energy, maintenance of vitality and energy that you have an abundance of so that you have extra to use in a sense while you're in the dream time. And this, this energy is what allows us to achieve a level of cohesion within our dream so that, that we can begin to focus on aspects of the dream. And what we want to do within the dream, once we have acquired the dreaming body so that we are conscious within the dream, is to then begin to look at things, but not too many things. The best approach is to look at something by glancing at it, look at something else by glancing at it, and then looking at something else, glancing briefly at it, and then returning to the first thing you've looked at. By doing this, and just doing it with a few items in your dream initially, you begin to set up the dream. In other words, you begin to establish yourself 
within the dream as a perceptive being who can then manipulate the dream and begin to do have various adventures. So that's it. That's the two basic exercises with the initial goal for us to acquire our energy body, our dreaming body, while we're asleep. I'd like to close with a paraphrase and a quote in part from the Seth material from book two of the early sessions. It is important for the human race now to begin to use and experiment with the inner senses. Since for the potentialities of humanity to be fully realized, new concepts must arise which cannot arise in the limited scope he now permits himself. Because the cells and molecules in general have consciousness, because they contain within themselves a capsule comprehension of the universe as a whole, and because they contain the ability to form into an almost infinite variety of form, there is a kinship between every atom and molecule, a basic enduring connection, regardless of the separate appearance which is seen using the outer senses. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope that you will be willing and committed to applying the energy work given here to see the results for yourself and to begin to work in the dream time, not as a person asleep like a corpse in bed, but like someone who has decided to actively participate as a creative individual and as a dream artist. Until next time, much peace, much love. Namaste.